This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Canadian uh, government coming out with two proposals, two possible ways to meet their goals when it comes to emissions in the oil and gas sector. What are their goals? Well, they want to cut emissions 40 to 45% below 2005 levels by 2030 and then uh, be at net zero by 2050. Now, those numbers aren't new. Okay, those were proposed a while ago. What is new is the plans they've come up with to try and do this. A cap-and-trade system, carbon price for heavy emitters, basically is what it is. So what happens now is the oil and gas sector, the provinces and other stakeholders are being given until the end of September to comment on the proposals that are put forward, and then we should get more details on how this is going to work early next year. Now, as you might expect, um, our province has said immediately that, yeah, not going to happen. It's not even a starter. Alberta will not accept any plan from the federal government that seeks to interfere in our constitutionally protected ability to develop our resources. That's from uh, a joint statement from the Energy and the Environment Ministers of Alberta yesterday saying it's not going to work. And of course, when these original targets were announced, the NDP said they were a fantasy and not attainable. So where are we now? We're going to chat with Blake Schaefer, who's an assistant professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. Uh, Dr. Schaefer, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Oh, hang on. Let me just push that button. I apologize. Hi, Doc. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, Okay, so let's just start. Let's walk through the two plans if we can. The first one is a cap-and-trade system, right? I mean, we've heard that. That's not a new system that's been around, but how would it work in this context? Yeah, so what would be unique here is it would apply to one sector only, so the oil and gas sector, and they set a quantity cap, and that determines the number of allowances, so emission allowances that are out there. Those get distributed in some fashion, and that's part of the consultations. How do you hand out those allowances? And then all of the different participants in the industry would trade amongst themselves to determine who gets the right to emit. Uh, And that would also, in turn, set the price on those emissions. So you're you're setting that quantity uh, cap, and then the price floats to whatever it needs to be to to allocate uh, that scarce amount of emissions. And within that allowance that comes from government, it's up to industry to sort of trade and barter and go back and forth, right? Exactly. So imagine it's just you and me and industry and and you are, are, are selling something for really high value. So it's really worthwhile for you to emit. And I'm a marginal producer. If I have some allowances, I'll probably end up selling them to you because they're worth more to you. Uh, and then that means I won't be able to omit, uh, and you will. Gotcha. Makes perfect sense. Okay. The other system uh, is carbon. I mean, essentially, they're both a price on carbon, but the other one is the carbon price for heavy industrial emitters, uh, an incentive to drive things down. Of course, we've heard of this before. How would it be different in this context? Yeah, exactly. So we have heard of it. It is the thing we have in place already yeah. in Alberta. It's a provincial system called PEER. Um, so the difference here is rather than a quantity target, like the cap and trade, where the quantity is fixed and the price floats, here you're setting the price and then effectively hoping it delivers you the right amount of quantity reduction that the government's hoping for. Um, the change being discussed is we do have this in place, but what the, the federal government is saying, it's not 
sufficient to hit the quantity targets that they want to see in terms of emission reductions in that sector. So what they would be doing is every five years revisiting that carbon price to say, are we on track? If we are, okay, price stays as it is. If we're not, we're going to raise that price to a level that they think is going to drive more re- the reductions they want to see. So what the challenge here is we already have carbon pricing, yeah. which delivers some reductions, but it doesn't guarantee the quantity of reductions. Now the federal government has added this new layer, which is we want to see a specific quantity of reductions in this one specific sector. And to do that, they need one of these two new instruments. I was interested to hear some industry insiders saying, you know what, we're okay with this. We want some certainty because they think that, you know, the, I mean, we've been setting these goals going back to the early 90s and blasted through every one of them. And it's sort of, you've got all of these promises and all this talk without really any plans or any structure in place. And it's been very difficult to operate and to attract investment. So in some ways, they welcome this. Well, there's some clarity, but I'd say right now we're in the middle ground where, yeah. you know, sort of all the balls are still in the air because we don't even know what system's in place. And probably the bigger thing, the thing that I noticed from the announcement yesterday is the interim numbers, like what are the reductions by 2030, 2035, the, the numbers you quoted on your intro, that was from a previous document That's sort right. of targets, but they actually didn't clarify what the actual cap will be. They were quite explicit that that still in discussion. And that is a huge parameter. If the reductions are uh, um, steep early on and then flatten out, that'll be obviously better for GHG reductions, but it'll be harder to reach. It'll be uh, more costly to reach. If it's slower, that, that isn't as good for GHG reductions, but that gives time to get the technology in place. So that's going to be a huge negotiation point um, because that will really determine, does, does this emissions cap, will it really result in production cuts or can it be attained by uh, what we say emission intensity improvement? So uh, reducing the amount of emissions per barrel of oil or per molecule of natural gas. So the, the, the shape of that cap trajectory is still up in the air. And then that's a hugely important um, parameter in all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The likelihood of this being the plan that actually sticks. Um, when we take a look at this, I mean, the province has said, no, they're, they're not into it at all, rejecting it out of hand. But I know industry, I mean, oil sands, the major producers, they already have a net zero by 2050 goal, they've stated. And so, I mean, some of the industry has already said, we're interested in this, we're on board. It seems like in some ways, you've got a starting ground. They seem to be in an agreement on some of the big issues here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if when you think about the points of agreement, we kind of agree where we are now, yeah. and we agree on the 2050. <laughs> um, so the 2050, not everyone, but like, as you point out, the large oil sands companies, that Pathways Alliance, have agreed on a net zero by 2050. So this is a little bit of sort of the, you know, they call it the put up or shut up moment, which yeah. is saying, okay, we agreed, so we obviously can't get there by doing 100% reductions in 2049. There's clearly a path that has to get there. 
So now it's kind of, you know, um, saying, okay, let's, let's actually get real about these reductions. So that's where I say the, the, the shape, that slope, you know, the path between now and 2050, that's where there's going to be some debate, some negotiations on what's realistic, um, what's costly, what's attainable. Uh, I think that's a reasonable discussion to be had. Um, but you're, you are right that by 2050 has been largely agreed upon. So right. If we agree on that and it's a credible agreement, we should have a plan to get there. So how does this plan come together from here? You know, industry, the provinces, everybody has a chance to sort of respond. Is there is there going to be a summit? Is there a meeting? Is this done electronically? What's the plan here? How does this come together? Yeah, you know, I don't know the actual specifics of how this consultation will work. Normally what happens is there's written submissions yeah. and then there'll be, there's often, often there'll be some meetings. Um they have said that, that some of those key parameters will, will be announced in early 2023. So we're still six to nine months away from having a bit more clarity. Um, inevitably, you know, whichever way it comes out, there's going to be some disagreement. Clearly, the provincial government has said as such that they're, they're geared up for a fight. Uh, what's interesting here is the cap and trade system would have to come under a, a different legislation than the rest of carbon pricing. It would come under the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. Um, so likely that would be put up for a legal challenge. The other one leverages the existing carbon it's price, there, system, yeah. which has already gone to the Supreme Court. So that is less likely to hit a, a legal challenge. But the, the political challenge there is it's not a federal policy anymore that governs uh, provincial large emitters. That's the provincial program, which has to pass an equivalency test with the federal program every five years. So you can see how it sets up for this big fight every five years of, is it good enough? Is it good enough? Right. Um, so there's, you know, it won't be easy sailing, but it is promising that at least some folks in, in, in industry, which is you know, really what matters ultimately in yes. terms of uh, will this take hold, there's some support, although I think what they're concerned about is you know, what is the slope of that trajectory. Yep. Devil's in the details, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Schaefer, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. You bet. Take care. That is Dr. Blake Schaefer, an assistant professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. And I think he's right. You know, we've got the end goal that we've agreed upon. We all know where we are now, and it's charting the path to where we want to be in 30 years.